Hey everybody, and welcome back to I'll Watch It Later, the podcast where we lie about the movies we've seen. Um, it's been a week, like always. We are back after a week. We have a new movie to talk about. I'm joined, as always, by my bestest friend in the whole world, Jordan. Hi, everybody. And my other bestest friend, brother-in-law, and producer, Scott. Howdy ho. And, uh, yeah, so... We have a big show for you guys today, and we'll just get right into it. Jordan, really big show. it was uh, your movie pick, so why don't you tell us about the movie when we dive right in? Uh, this week's movie was I Saw the Devil, a South Korean movie back from, I believe, 2010. Ah! Excuse me, let me bring this up. Uh, Lee Byung-hung as the main protagonist of the movie. He also starred in the G.I. Joe movie, A Storm Shadow. He was also in the Magnificent Seven remake. Um, he's... I forgot he was Storm Shadow. Yeah. that was. I think that was his first major American movie. He yeah. had been doing a lot of acting prior to that um, in South Korea. Um, fun fact about him, he didn't even want to get into acting, and his mom said, go ahead and try it out. I guess he's from like a really rich family, so clearly this guy didn't need the money. <laughs> Crazy rich uh, and then uh, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then it stars another actor who, the more I see him, the more I love him, and uh, honestly, you start to think about all the roles he's done. He's kind of gross. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's Choi Min-sik. Uh, he plays the main antagonist, the serial killer in this movie. He was also an old boy as Daesu. He was also in uh, Lady Vengeance or Sympathy for Lady Vengeance um, as the villain in that as well. So he is noticeable to a lot of people who's kind of seen those movies. Uh, he was big uh, actor in South Korea as well. So all on my favorite list, right? So I mean, Scott has never seen any of those movies, nor <laughs> right. has he ever heard of any of those. Never movies. Never heard of a single one right. of those you just said. That again, it's very. <laughs> I just stood, I stood here. Blankly looking at the wall, glazed over while you were talking about that. What's Scott? If you love people hitting people with hammers like you see in this movie, you would love Old Boy. Trust Dude, me, Old Boy is good. It's fantastic. I have heard of that movie. I so, never seen it though. What? Yes, have you no. seen it? I own it. Oh, me too. I have like the. Damn it. I have a special edition. No, you know what? For the podcast references, I've never seen Old Boy. <laughs> uh, let's watch that. No, I'm just going to make you watch it out on the it's projector. We could just the whole premise. We could just do an entire podcast on movies that i haven't seen because no, that, that no, puts no. pretty much everything on the it, table it, yeah. no 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 I, that's not fun <laughs> so <laughs> th yeah so this movie is uh, about a, a serial killer who um at the beginning of the movie uh kills this woman who happens to be pregnant and it turns out it's the wife or the uh the fiance of a cop and the daughter of uh, a police chief and so she, it's she's well connected and she gets killed by this man in a very gruesome fashion. Dude, and, it shows everything. Well, let's just get into it, man. Yeah. I mean, this is... Okay, I'm going to preface this. Uh, anyone listening to this episode, 
Super trigger warning. I'm gonna I'm gonna bury it right now. I love this movie. I'm gonna rate it pretty high. Don't watch this movie. It's fucking brutal. It is so brutal. If I you mean, if you don't like feeling uncomfortable, I would suggest not watching this food movie. I'm not going to tell you what I thought until the end because you know then you have to listen to the end. But um, but my thing is is uh, there have not been many films that I've ever seen that have summoned this kind of feeling when you're watching it and it's this overall just like i'm bummed out this is fucking brutal it's uncomfortable and it's not like fantastical it's not well i'm the same i'm the same way i mean i can i can watch a movie and there's not a lot of things that bother me i mean i grew up on the internet watching you know going to like steak and cheese and watching bad videos or like faces of death yeah faces of death watch all this stuff this movie made me uncomfortable that's because i think it's realistic it's not it's, anything that happens everything that happens in this movie you could see happening in real life maybe not surviving some of the stuff that happens but um but overall i just think that the the, the main thing is it just goes through step by step of like these people's deaths and you could actually see it happening there's no like cutaways. somebody you like yeah there's well, no cutaways well, it's, it's, it's a lot of, of it's a lot of hold the scene you see what happens it's, I mean, it's right in your face, and there's not a lot of, well, you they're, know, there kind of well, is cutaways. They set, okay, so they set up the first kill with this, the the woman that starts off this entire storyline, where you know he gets into her car, and like I don't know how he does it. She pretty much eyeballs on his car the entire time. So he comes to try to say, hey, I'll I'll help you out. She's like, I'm gonna wait for a tow truck. She's stranded. He walk, he, she's stranded. It's yeah. dark. It's oh, it's late at night. Right. It's snowing. He, she's, she's stranded on the side of the road. Yeah. And so he, he kind of pulls, he in pulls front of her. up. Yeah. And so she says, no, 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 no. And she's talking on the phone with her fiance. And he's like, just wait for the tow truck. She's going to wait for the tow truck. She, she tells this guy, no, I'm good. Thank you, though. Go, you know, pretty much go away. He walks back to the car. And at no point do you see her ever look down. And the next thing you know, this guy is maniacally beating in the, the front windshield, the side windows, gets into her car and immediately takes a hammer and beats her in the head with it. And they don't shy away from this. This is, right off the get-go, a very brutal scene. And then later on, he's got her uh, tied up in a bag. I thought she was dead. Honestly, I thought she was already dead. He drags her off. Then you find out she's not fully dead. And then when you think they're going to show it, he stabs her to cut her up. And that's where they shy away from it. So I'm thinking, okay, we saw the worst of what they're going to show us. Well, she she, she begs for her life, right? Because she she kind of comes to. She's in a body bag, and all of a sudden she comes through and she starts breathing. That was one of the parts that, like, actually kind of, like, I was like, oh, she's still alive. Uh, yeah, I thought. She was I mean, dead. she's she's bloody. She's in a bag. He's got her completely naked in this bag. They show, I mean, everything. And he's walking around, pulling out all his utensils, and he's getting his stuff ready. And then she kind of comes to, right. and she she starts talking to him, and she reveals that she's pregnant. And she's like, please spare my life because I'm pregnant. And he looks at her, and in such a non-empathetic way, just continues to cut her up. Right. And, <laughs> and that's where I thought they were going to show this, because they showed that hammer scene, but they don't. They They... Show him stabbed down, scene ends, and then later afterward, you see a shot from behind where you see him kind of just looks like he's doing a sawing motion. Right. But you don't see what he's doing, and then he pulls, you know, an arm up, (laughs) and it looks fake, or whatever, and he puts it in a bucket. So, 
I think, okay, we saw the worst of what they're going to show. If they're not going to show him mangling or, okay, we're going to get some relief. No. No. If, if anything, that's the only part of the movie where they shy away from showing some of the craziness that they're about to show is for the another two hours of this movie. Yes. That part where – that's what I was trying to say is they do cut away from all that. My uh, – what I think – how do I explain this? Like they – linger on the scenes for a long time uh to make you feel the dread i think because this dude has like no emotions as the movie goes on he just gets more confident in his killings but he's already this established killer guy so i'm like you know like the more he kills the less how do i so like in the first scene he's helping her i'm gonna look at your tire and then the second one kill he's like Oh, you know, I'll give you a ride. And then after that, it's just like, I'm going to kill you. I'm in a doctor's office in broad daylight. And I I thought that that was incredibly great. Like, because it, there was all this dread during the daytime, which is very rare in films. It's like, you know, night, it's scary, the unknown, blah, blah, blah. And that's 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 great. But this was, uh, was able to inflict that exact same response but during the day and i i i appreciated it for that i thought that was incredible um to be able to do something like that but i've always said this and i will continue to say this i think that korean movies are far and japanese and chinese movies are far better films than what america puts out and they just are they tell better stories and it's just the way that they can inflict an emotion between scenes when it's when the sun is when it's noon on a monday it's just incredible to me. So I think what happens is that they are not catering to, I would say, and this is going to probably offend a lot of people, the stupidity of a normal American. I, I but I agree audience. with that. They're not worried about triggering anybody, right? Yeah, so, they're not. They're not worried. They're not held down to the same ties that we are. That where we have well, to check the funny, boxes, and and it wasn't always like that. But I still think they make better films. Well, just, and just this is proof. The funny thing about this movie is that. I think like what Scott said, we watched the edited version. There was a probably a worse version of this movie that even the Korean censor said, yeah, we can't, we can't have this. Interesting. Like, so, I mean, because I have the unrated version on you may, Blu-ray you, and I don't know if we, I mean, but I don't, I or, streamed it. So I, I don't know if it's one way or the other, but I right. mean, as far as I know, I mean, they had to edit this movie for some of the stuff. And I'm sitting there going, what did they take out? <laughs> like, right. what was so horrendous other than probably showing full on, you know, sex scenes that they didn't get past the South Korean censors? Because this movie was brutal. Right. And, and this was and, and in a sense where it wasn't fantastical. It, it was very believable brutality. It was very in your face brutality. And to be honest with you. It didn't make it feel like, oh, that's just gratuitous to be gratuitous. It felt like it pushed the story forward, but in a, such an uncomfortable, gruesome it was, way. It was very uncomfortable. My thing about it, and that's what I was going to, um, that's what I was trying, I think I was trying, like I was trying to figure out the words, is this movie tells a story without it being hot. The movie's two hours, 24 minutes long. And you're like, why would I want to watch a two hour and 24 minute long minute movie? It's not, there's barely any dialogue. Like I could probably reenact the dialogue scenes. Everything is in Korean. Yeah, well, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I could, but what I'm saying is like they do such a good job of putting, like, telling the story with their faces and emotions, and even to the to the killers part. And I'm sorry, I know we're not saying the names and stuff. I just they're very long. Jane, (laughs) like, 
The what's the ba- main bad guy's name? I can't uh, even tell. Jang Kyung Kool is so it Jang? was Jang J A N G okay Jang. So like they even him they put his you know they put the camera on his face and it just tells this elaborate story and you don't really need it's just his actions that are telling the story. It isn't even dialogue. It's not an interaction with other characters. It's just this this dude is evil. He's evil for the sake of being evil, and you get to watch his descent into madness. And for that, I mean, I this movie gets all the props for it because it's like I don't need to know anything else about this guy. I don't give a crap where he came from, what his first kill was. He's just so menacing, and I want I was I wanted to see him die so bad. There was a point where you start to realize this character has no redeeming qualities. And and in a lot of movies, you can kind of almost, in a very probably sociopathic way, relate to the main protagonist or an enemy because you say, okay, everyone is always the hero in their own story. I mean, to, to dumb it down to the point where, okay, so Thanos genocide kills half the universe, but you relate to that because you understand the reasoning behind it. This guy in this movie... You're right. At, at the end of this, I'm like, how are they going to kill this guy? Because he cannot be let he to live. There's no arresting this man. There's no, let's put him in jail. It's, it's a superhero. Kill him. Gruesomely, please. Just destroy this man because he is the worst of the worst. And there is no point in this story where even when they introduce his parents and, and his kid. son, and you for a second you try to think, okay, they're going to try to relate something or something. No. Kill him. Right. And later on, they use that. And it's like, okay, that's how they're going to get to this guy. Because for half a second, you realize there is a little bit of humanity in him. And then the movie ends in such a great way. And I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> I don't even want to spoil the ending for no. people. But, um, but I do want to No, talk. no one's watching this. Don't watch this <laughs> fucked up movie. So the one thing I wanted to say about the ending, uh, even though we're kind of skipping around here, is it, it's almost like he plays two different characters one is this sympathetic like old man who who needs help because he's at the end he is technically begging for his life and then he's like i want to hear you say you're scared and he just looks up he's like i don't i don't give a fuck well no i mean originally when he knows it's just him and the cop talking he's begging he's not even begging for his life he's like just kill me just you know i i want to just do it end this do it no he says he he says multiple times don't kill me i'm scared not Not at first and then he flips it because then he starts to realize oh no he's he's done and then later on you know he sees what's about to happen then he goes no don't i can't have this happen in this way i don't even think he wants to die i don't think he wants to know fuck up his kid right you know what i mean so it's a weird story it's it, it, and it's a it's such a weird story where he kills the cop's uh, fiance and then he takes two weeks off he's like okay i need to grieve two weeks off and you think okay he needs to need time off and it turns out he got the file on four possible people that could have done it so now this is now a revenge flick where he is about to go after these four possible suspects. And this is all at the beginning of the movie. This is within this the is, first this 20 minutes. within the first, like, yeah, 15, 20 minutes of the movie. So he makes his first kill. It's related to this guy, Kim, who is, you know, he's this, what is he, a detective or he's something? A, he's either a detective or a special agent. I don't he's know. A special, he's, he's a special agent. Special, p- special yeah. agent. So, and then he, they, they go to the scene because they're looking for this woman as a lost woman. She's, they're, they're scouring this field mm-hmm. and they find her severed head in the field. Yeah. And in the weirdest part of the movie, they, you know, as you, like you were talking, saying, relating it to like seven, 
they they put her head in this box and they go to carry it and this bumbling idiot like drops her and her oh. head rolls across the field and that's where Kim sees his fiance's head roll across the field. Right. So I, I actually say that on mic, but I or I might have I don't I don't know sometimes I just talk. But yes, this does feel like a seven or you know how like those old like nineties um, psychological thrillers, but mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it's better than that. Like I, I would, if somebody was like, what's a movie you would recommend to me? That's like seven. I would absolutely recommend this film, but I actually like that scene a lot that you're talking about. The music in this right. with the scenes right. was fucking awesome. Right. It was so good. It set up scenes so well. I felt like it was almost a character itself in the movie. When you would hear the different ominous tones it and stuff, tense. it was, it, it made me feel like, Usually when we're watching a movie, to, to break kayfabe a little bit, even when I'm watching a movie at, like in a theater or something, I'll, I'll look at my phone, I'll you know get up and go grab something to drink and let... I didn't... I was literally... like I, I have a rolly chair. I sit on a rolly chair in this closet. I was... <laughs> my hands were on the rolly chair and I was pushed up like this. Someone could have came in through the door and just, you know, <laughs> thrown a, a bomb at me and left and I wouldn't have even known because I was... It was so intense. Every scene was so intense. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you, oh, you, you look at the runtime, two hours and 24 minutes. To me, it did not feel that at I, all. I was engaged I, in all When I was, I, I mean, I messaged you a few times during it, but right. I was just like, but it was mostly to be like, am I, am I really watching what's fucking happening on screen? And if you're listening to this and you have not seen the movie and you're, you're contemplating on watching it because it is subtitled because it's all in korean right it is not a dialogue heavy movie you you don't you don't miss anything by reading the subtitles right because first thing you had asked you're like so what what'd you think of it and i just said well it wasn't a very dialogue heavy movie so you don't need to read subtitles the whole movie and then go back and watch it again to try to piece together things that you missed yeah and to also break the curtain a little bit we do kind of talk about it because we kind of want to be on the same page we just don't want to you know, it's not like we're not going into it giving each other reviews and stuff. We do that on the show, but we don't we, go into it too much. But, but we, last we, we night like to we know, both yeah. kind of at the same time said, "Hey, I'm about to watch the movie," <laughs> yeah. and I said, "Hey, yeah, I'm about to do the same." And then you know, I got kind of sidetracked for a minute, and then you started a little bit before me, so you were a little bit of ahead. Yeah. And then you kept texting me, going, "I was not prepared for I what I was about I, to see," and I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited!" I wasn't because I had talked to Scott earlier in the day about it, and I just asked him like what he thought because, as I've always said, the dynamic is me and you are the big film guys, and Scott's kind of the everyman um the thanos guy he likes the infinity wars and the captain <laughs> the the spider-man and you know and that's fine and I, i'm totally cool with that so i kind of wanted to gauge his interest because i've always been a fan of korean film i've always been, you know like we were talking about old boy and so i needed to know i needed to know what he thought not necessarily if he liked it or not and, um, and a lot of times when Aaron asks me this stuff i don't give him the proper response <laughs> because i know that he's seeking certain things from me so but I real, may I may tell your him, hand. Yeah, I may tell him that I'm like it was okay, or you know I didn't like it as much as probably you're gonna like it, and then it just steams him up before he watches this movie. Honestly, honestly up until that. up until last week, I never gave anybody my full opinion of Malignant because I honestly I wanted people to go in to see what I saw and right. feel the same way I felt before basically trashing <laughs> Trash. that shit movie. We're literally going off <laughs> you know on like I mean? so many roads right now <laughs> but saying, I just wanted to you know. say that it's funny because all these people online are still saying how great it is it's and I have not I have yet to meet a tangible person a person I know in real life who liked that film mm. so it's 
I don't know if it just exists on the internet and not in real life because I know people in my life who like film and they're like, that movie was terrible. What, people what are is that? starving for it. So like just entertainment. But anyways, I, I would love, I want to get back. I want to get back to this. So we, so yeah. So if you haven't seen this movie, please watch this. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I joke, on, but just suffer through it. It's it's really it's honestly <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull you guys back on track now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so we're kind of going through this movie. So now we're in the field. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're and in the field. Then he gets, as Jordan was saying earlier, he he gets four suspected people that he thinks could be could be the killer. Right. So the woman's father is a, a an old police chief. So he's connected. Yes. They all know the department that the main character Kim. Um, his he's a part not of my wife, not his wife. <laughs> um, so he gets these files of possible suspects. Um, and as he moves forward, he goes to one of the first. <laughs> Jesus, the first su- so oh, uncomfortable. God. All right, so let's do this in detail. We're gonna add sound effects. Um, so he goes to the first file, and it's a scene of you know this gentleman sitting at a computer playing Minesweeper, uh, <laughs> not vigorously masturbating. Oh, not at all. Please. To Korean porn. To Korean porn, all which blurred is pixelated. Out. Oh, yep. And uh, so he pulls the plug on everything. The guy, you know. Finishes up, whatever gets upset, and the cop Kim um, Comes is in, in like there, Batman. just all silent. Like <laughs> this guy is amazing, and proceeds to choke and beat the living shit out of what he's assuming is subject number one, and he Which... is begging for his life and saying, "I don't know anything of what what you're saying. I don't know anything of what's going on." Yeah, he's showing him the pictures of the van and right. saying, "Do you recognize this?" Is this and the, your and van? the guy is just bawling and sulking, saying, "I don't know what you're talking about." Right. And then we get to probably the most uncomfortable scene in the entire movie for me. Oh, uh, is this he... the hospital scene? No, he takes oh, okay. the guy's sitting there and he hits him right in the nuts twice. Was it a hammer? No, no, no. It was a wrench. A Big, wrench. Yeah. I mean, and they show it. Yes. They show him just pummeling this dude in the nuts. And if if you have that queasy feeling in your stomach, as a guy, you know it all too well. If you've gotten hit in the nutsack, you know exactly the feeling I'm Look, talking about. You've and, been grazed uh, by a blade of grass so, <laughs> in that area. The funny, you know the, fa- the pain that you would feel. But I, I felt like that scene was important because it sets up that this dude does not give a flying fuck he doesn't care that he did it or not he just wants people to pay the way he fucking felt right he doesn't and you don't really know that you don't really understand like it it gives you this very tiny setup between him and his wife where they love each other like he's putting himself into a bathroom singing to her a little bit but he doesn't want his dude his bros to know so he stops when they come in the room um but he's he was in love with this chick and all he wants is everyone around him to suffer and even if at the cost of like his own humanity. Like, his own humanity. You don't know how far he's willing to go until right. that moment. And then you're like, oh shit, and what we someone's get on, getting Later up. on in the movie, he, he, everything that he does winds up costing him more than what he was willing to sacrifice. And I just think it's such a good fucking story. Like, the story itself is like, what are you willing... You know, you... So, uh, kind of skip ahead a little bit. He kills that. He doesn't kill that guy. He puts him in the puts hospital. Him in the hospital. He finds yeah. the dude he's looking for about to rape another girl, and he just decides to brutally beat the fuck out of him and not kill him. He doesn't kill him. What he does is he plants and he makes him swallow a tracker. 
So right. now he can track his whereabouts and listen in on everything that's going on. And which, hear what by he's the saying. way, that's yeah. the weirdest thing. I, I don't know how you're hearing conversation. I understand the tracking part of it, but this James Bond level little weird <laughs> South. Cor- I mean, it's South Korea. Maybe they made some really awesome thing. I don't know. But he's able to hear conversation and he's able to track where this guy's at. So right. Then he so proceeds he to say, "Here you go. Here's an envelope full of money. Go about your business." I'm coming after you again. Like, he doesn't tell him that. He, the guy thinks, okay, I survived. I don't know why. I'm going to go get fixed. I'm going to go to the I doctor. He gave him the money for the, the doctor. And this, to get better so he can do it again. This right. is super early in the movie. Yes. Where right. he catches up to his fiance's killer. This is 45 So you're minutes. thinking, when, he, when, when you get the show off between these two, it is super early in this movie. And you're like, okay, where's the movie going to go from here? Right. So mm-hmm. is it just going to become a... Like a, a chase the guy, he gets away. He get, no, he beats him and he puts a tracking device in him and then hands him money and then sets him off. Right. So he's basically going to just torture this guy for the remainder of the movie. Which yep. honestly leads in to possibly my favorite scene of this movie. Right. He's walking away from being beat down by the cop. That was after the second time. He Is that the second the, time? Yeah, because he's he goes and gets the he goes and he goes to the doctor and then he starts to rape the nurse. Then the nurse comes in and beats him, and then after no, that, no, that's he, no, no. Am I jumping ahead? Yeah, yeah no. So You're after the, the first beatdown is where he gets into the cab. Oh, it is. Yep. Yes. So oh. he gets beat down by the cop Kim, um, gets an envelope full of money, and and is left to his own devices. The girl escapes, whatever, and the cop takes off. I don't know why he leaves for so so much distance. He just leaves. So then the main antagonist, he's walking down the street, and in, uh, you know, this is like rural South Korea. And a cab pulls up next to him and says, hey, look, do you need a ride? Get in. There's another guy in the back. Go ahead and get in. Gets in the front seat. There's a little bit of a dialogue between the guys. The guy in the back looks shady as all hell. Um, the main bad guy, who at this point, they're so focused on this guy. You would think this is he's the protagonist. They focus on him so but much. I, but I like that. That's right. what I was trying to say. Is like They give you just as much of this bad guy as they do of the of the good they, guy. They give you more. Like yeah. The good guy is almost secondary to this. Right. Like he comes in, does his thing, and then kind of disappears into the background for right. a minute. Um, so he figures out that the guy driving the cab is not really the cab driver. The guy in the back is shady, about to pull out a knife or something. And... The, the fake cab driver goes, you're lucky that we found you. And and the main bad guy immediately goes, yeah, I think you guys are unlucky you found me. <laughs> and proceeds to do the coolest fucking scene in this entire movie. It's so good. He stabs the guy in the neck, immediately, I don't know, frantically. Rage, rage stabs the guy in the back five times, goes back to stabbing the guy in the front. This is all while the car's moving. <laughs> and he's stabbing the guys, like, alternating stat and i swear if i'm gonna go back and watch the scene and slow it down and count this must have been 50 60 oh, times oh, he stabbed these guys yeah. either in the face the neck the body it is so and they don't pull away from it like no. you're just watching him but it's this frantically stab, and you show how primal and visceral and just insane this guy is this is when you start to think there's more to this guy than just I find women, I hate women, because when he's about to rape the girl and he gets caught by the cop, he's basically saying, why won't you love me? Why You couldn't love me. Like, So you know this guy has issues with women. Like he, This is his big issue where maybe his wife left him, and that's why he couldn't take care of the kid, and then he's got some real big issues. But in this moment, you realize he's just a fucking asshole. And, they're, and, and they're he's all brutal moving. about it. They're all moving, and they, the 
cab smashes into a tree. Right. Yeah. Which would have killed them, but it's okay. Yeah. I'm no, okay. That, that's the only part I'm going to just, uh, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, right superhuman sociopath. But uh, what I did like about that scene and a lot of scenes in this film was the camera work. It was almost like a rotating, like a rotating fisheye lens, maybe a little right. bit inside. And it just kept rotating. Like I said, the sound in that part. But throughout the film, there's these fight scenes where the, like, what was it? When he's, when he beats the guy up on the motorcycle, it kind of goes down and up as he's beating this guy. Right. And it's just so fucking good it almost puts you into like a, a pov of this guy and yeah. but it's it works so well and it's i just couldn't i couldn't get over how good the camera were. Yeah, i don't know that the cab scene, they're was, altern- but yeah they're alternating from like front end from the windshield looking back and then you got backseat looking to the side a little bit and yeah you're right i mean it's it's yeah. switching the point of view so much that it's like you they want you to see every time he stabs somebody. Yeah, and it was almost like i mean clearly it was choreographed but it it felt choreographed but not in a bad way like it was like it was just like oh my god i could watch that scene a million times right and i know i'm bearing the lead and i said i wasn't going to but i I mean it kind of leads into the next couple of things it's it's just uh i mean i just i i this is once again jordan the essence of this fucking show of i'll watch it later I've been told to watch this movie a hundred bajillion times because I love Old Boy. I love, you know, all all these The Hands Made, all these Korean films. I love them. Audition, and I and I was always like, meh. Well, I don't care. Now I want to go back and watch. Same director did uh, The Man from Nowhere. I would love to go back and watch that. So it's just this. I I don't. It's just such a. I need people to see this. Please watch this movie and let us know what you think. Just be prepared Scott. for it. <laughs> yeah. What so if, so then we find so they they crash, he gets out. So Jang the main the main the main bad guy here. Right. He he gets out of the he gets out and he walks around to the back and he pops the trunk. He finds the cab driver dead yes. in the trunk, and he kind of in a in a moment of he actually has some emotion. He kind of laughs to himself like, ah, this stupid idiot. He got <laughs> he got killed, right. and then he. Steals the clothes, and then this is where he goes to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So he dresses oh, in like right. soccer he's clothes. Because he's wearing that like yellow jacket, like soccer yeah, jacket. Yeah, and right. he basically tells him that he got sports injuries right. to treat him. Yes. And then he ends up going on to his his third victim now of the, the nurse, where he takes her. And again, we get into a super uncomfortable scene where he has her disrobing. He walks up to her. He grabs her head and pushes her down mm-hmm. to do favors on him. And they just hang on this scene. What? You didn't like that? I'm totally kidding. They just hang on this scene, like you said before. And it just, you sit there and you kind of. It was so uncomfortable. You're looking looking around your own room and there's nobody in the room and you're looking to see, like. You want to talk to somebody about it. Yeah, you're like, what is going on here? Why have they not pulled away from this yet? I'm very, very uncomfortable in this scene. They haven't cut nothing. And then Batman comes in again. Well, yeah, it leads like... up to what Aaron was saying is that this guy's escalating. So before you even get to that scene, he's sitting there with the doctor and it's in a very uncomfortable scene where, you know, I've never experienced this in person where someone's talking to another person and completely just being an asshole to him and just keeps going on and on. And it's, <laughs> you you don't think that he would, joke. you wouldn't think he would be talking to someone like this. And it, at some point before that nurse interrupted him, I thought he was going to kill the doctor in that office. Or an he was, phone. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he, but he was, he was more brazen about him being just straight up an asshole to somebody in person in front of them to that doctor where it was like, 
come here. I want. He, I thought he was going to kill that doctor. Me too. And then the nurse comes in, interrupts them, and that's where he kind of goes into his rant with the woman. You know, how old are you? What's your age? And then you get into that scene in the back room where he's... I don't even know if he even killed the doctor and then brought her into that back room. But I don't by that really point, he it. was so like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going right. to do this in broad daylight. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, fucking escalate. Yeah, I'm over. Like, yeah, exactly. I he escalate. He's escalating his killing at this point. He's escalating everything. Because the doctor could have easily walked in too, but he's an old guy. You know, what's he going to do? But this dude just doesn't seem to give a fuck. But my one only question, and this is just me spitballing here. What? he? So I'm backtracking a little bit. He goes to rape this girl. Batman comes in, beats him up, or whatever the guy's name is. Um, with, I'm, uh, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, that girl clearly escapes. Why aren't the cops like this? But see, they're, they're, they are. Like, if you they, they cut away to a few times where the cops are trying to find him. Like, when he has the, the school van, and he's got that – before he was about to rape the first girl – He's got that van full of women, and then that last one who just happened to fall asleep and is the last one in his van, that's who he's going to get. They had a scene prior where the cops burst into that school saying, who is this guy? Where is he? Where is he? Oh, yeah. And they're like, no, he already left with a van full of women. And they're like, well, call his number. So they're calling his cell phone in the van, and he's ignoring it, knowing full well that he's about to do something. Right, and he's like, I lost my job. So at this point, he knows, well, now they're on to me. I'm... That's why it escalates because he right. knows at any point he can get caught, he might as well do whatever the fuck he wants. Well, and I don't even know did he know at this point that he well because when he put the tracking device in him, he was pretty fucked up. So I don't know if he he did not know he had a tracking. No, device. No, at that no. point he didn't know yet. So while he's do, like pushing this girl down the whole time, Kim is he's he knows where he is and he's listening to him and listening to every conversation he has in a vehicle outside, and he comes bursting in at the right time to save this girl. Right, just enough time. To beat this, beat the shit out of him again, and let him go again. But in that scene, it gets even worse because uh, we get to watch an Achilles heel get cut open. Right. You don't, yeah, and it doesn't cut away. Oh, it's like he, so he, he bends his leg up. He's already beaten him again. He's bent his leg up. He's stabbed him with a, a, a scalpel right in, uh, underneath the tendon, and they you show it like it, it goes in, snap. it goes out the other side, and then he pulls back. Just and thinking they about it is giving. Me yeah, and, and they show that too, and you're like, motherfucker. Fucker, why? And then he's like, all right. Well, and so, be- Zhang, we'll see you next week. Well, and the yeah. thing is, the girl was about to leave, and he goes, no, I need you to stay, but you know, cover your ears and cover your mouth or your eyes because he's going to scream. And that's when he cuts his Achilles tendon because he needs her to patch him up because right. he is consistently beating the shit out of this guy, doing some horrific things, making him suffer, and then saying, fix him. I need him on the road again. And, and then after that scene, you see him, he's been bandaged up. I'm sure he's drugged up and he's in the middle of like a parking lot in the cab and he's set about his business again and he's set on his way and he just, it, ugh. yeah, that was, that was brutal. Like I, I've seen some fucked up shit. I don't like the idea of someone sticking that and then just pulling. I just, I, I looked at my own leg going, oh. no, nope. <laughs> and, and we had talked about the scene in, in if everybody's seen the original Pet Cemetery where he reaches, he reaches gauge. up and does the old slice on, you know, Fred Gwynn's character on the stairs. It, 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 it is a cutaway scene where it is more implied. This is, it shows the scalpel going into the back of his heel mm. and he literally pulls on it mm, and it shows please. the snap of the Achilles heel. Uh, Turn this part he down. Just yells, <laughs> the, the, the yell from the bad guy just it's it's, it's excruciating. Like for half a second you're like, I feel bad for this guy and then you're like, no motherfucker, he's an asshole. Fuck him. Yeah. Yep. And that's not even the worst about what's gonna happen to him. And it's just it's just ugh. 
So then he calls 1-800-Serial-Killer. Oh, my God. And, uh, he gets with his meet-up buddies. Meets up with his serial killer buddy. Is, okay, so is this does is this before or after he beats that woman with a pipe? Oh. This is be- oh, no, no, this is... This is... There's so many killers okay, so, we forgot. Okay, so th- there is another scene where he finds a woman... And beats her in the head with a pipe, and it's so brutal in the car, and he kills her. I think this is before she all. Was this is before the cop. This is before the cop finds him because this is how he finds the kill room because it still hasn't been cleaned. Right. So and okay, so that was well before all this, but yes. it is again another uh, instance where they don't shy away from the violence. He pulls out a pipe. They're sitting in the front seat of a car. He doesn't have a whole lot of range of movement, but somehow is able to take this and hit this woman in the head multiple times and it the blood goes against the windshield and it is just it it's so visceral and just brutal and I just I couldn't believe they were able to do that in a way where again I have seen some really messed up movies I, I I'm not gonna lie I've seen some of the worst of the worst and it's still like you said makes and you feel uncomfortable he's emotionless and, through yeah, the he, whole thing he just he he beats her with right? the pipe and then just almost nonchalantly just Stops and goes about his business. Like, looks at her and then just is like, all right, well, I'm going to go drive to, you know, the end spot and get you, you know, cut up and whatever. So it's just, yeah, he's just no emotion to it. Uh, so, yeah, so he's been let go. He's got his Achilles tendon all messed up. And like Aaron said, he calls 1-800-Serial-Killer. And <laughs> this is where the movie, I think, is the weirdest. It goes like, in a weird direction. It, it's a very weird direction just to move plot along. If all of this didn't make you, like, what? Yeah, it gets even weirder. He shows up in this house with two other people, a woman and a man, and they're sitting at a dinner table and they're eating dinner. And throughout the course of the conversation, you find out that the other guy is eating people. He's eating human flesh. Yes. So now you've turned this weird revenge thriller, serial killer movie into this guy is a cannibal and he's eating people. I don't know what the woman does. She just sits there quietly throughout literally the rest of the scenes that she's in. I don't really know what her special ability was. I don't it was know why. to go she get a, him some water. Apparently. Get me some water. Like, he is just so rude. And she stabs that, that cop. She Yeah, she tried to fight the cop later, but I, I don't know, like, what her deal was. Like, this guy clearly was the cannibal weirdo. You've got um, Jang was, you know, the serial killer, hates women. What is her thing? So it's just a weird scene where they're just eating dinner, talking about shit. And then... I think she's just the girlfriend of the guy that was eating people. And so the guy eating people is very awkward. He's just eating somebody. You don't see... He just looks like fucking, you know, Kung Pao chicken. I don't care. It looks like steak. Yeah, like it just, you know, steak and some kind of... Whatever. Racist. (laughs) Racist. But he's eating and he's talking to Jang and... Jang's telling him what's been going on and how fucked up he's had it the past couple days. And this guy is mocking him. Right. It's like, oh, man, it sounds like you're, you're pretty fucked. Like, ha, 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 <laughs> I'm going to keep eating my people. And then, like, you know, there's well, he, a tense scene where he says something and Jang was, like, almost to the point where you think he's going to get up and stab this guy in the neck. And they, the other guy starts kind of crying and then realize, you know, everything kind of, the, the tense moment kind of dissipates for a second. He goes, I don't know why I cry whenever I'm tense. Ha ha ha. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go prepare my next meal. And then he walks down into the basement full of people parts oh, in the fridge. So weird. And I'm like, this is weird. And he's like, well, I guess I used all the guts in this one and proceeds to go to this back room where he has this woman tied up and you find out her and her sister were the ones that occupied that house they, you know, in a weird, you know, 
I don't know, whatever thousand other movies way, they come to the house, took over, and I guess killed the one sister, and that's who he was eating, and was about to literally kill the other woman. And then again, Surprise. Batman shows up again and <laughs> this fucks time, him up. He's fucking killing the cannibal guy, which I was very satisfying. But doesn't even kill him yet. No, like, he, he stabs him in the hand, which was brutal. Yeah. I mean, you've seen that kind of thing in mo- a lot of movies where you. But know, it was still sad. Oh, it was still He great. was tying him up. He was going to. He was going to fuck him up, but the main bad guy fell asleep watching TV, heard the commotion, you know, the commotion downstairs, and goes down there to investigate what's going on. So they go into back and forth. You know, the bad guy has a gun. Uh, the Batman cop gets outside, <laughs> jumps literally uh, to the next floor, goes upstairs. Great action sequences, great camera work. So good. So good. And proceeds to do the most Batman move ever, where he grabs a handful of what I'm assuming are fishing lures or fishing hooks. Yes. Fish hooks. Throws them onto the floor into the hallway like some caltrops. Gets behind, and the main bad guy comes in with the shotgun. He's like, all right, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Is barefooted, steps on it, and <laughs> gives him just enough time to do the, the most Batman move ever. Go in, knock the gun up to the ceiling, fights the dude again. The girl shows up out of nowhere, cuts his arm. He disposes of her, and then proceeds again to fuck up the main bad guy. He actually uh, fucks up the girl before that happens, yeah but yeah it's uh it's uh yeah it's very it's a very cool scene in this giant mansion uh like i said the camera work and it's incredible it's just it's all around tons of fun i i just that scene in particular was fun like the movie what like you're already you're already in at least you can have a little bit of fun i just yeah. thought that was a cool like home alone-esque yeah you know cool scene and uh sends both of them to the hospital they survive uh, for later. So about this time in the part of the movie, we realize that this dude has gone too far. Like he has fucked his world up, and I'm not talking about the killer. I'm talking about the cop, Kim. Oh yeah. He has he has taken it so far that it has now put the other people that in his life that he cares about in danger. And this uh, what's his name? Young Jang. Jang. He's uh he is going to turn himself into the police. But he has one last thing to do. Well, he finds out before that because he, uh, Kim and another cop, like the little tech guy, his cue, as it were, were talking about the tracker. And right. the guy's like, oh, no, no, he's passed out. He's not going to wake up. But he still overhears what's going on. So he realizes now he's got something in him. And that's what leads up to that bathroom scene that we right. don't like. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like he's like, all right, I'll turn myself in, but I am going to fuck up your world. It, it's very seven where it's yes. like, okay, I'm going to turn myself in, come get me. Yep. But he does that one extra thing beforehand that re- like it shows Which, that, okay, at what cost is your revenge at this point? Right. And you know, you're going to get your revenge. You're going to maybe feel better. Who knows? But now I'm going to destroy everything else in your world. But what annoyed me about it was. There was a there was a phone call place and he's like I'm gonna turn myself in but I got one more thing I gotta do and the cops were like okay <laughs> like go run your errand and, and it's I'm like what no if he's gonna turn himself in go get him you know like I, I don't know that that part kind of bothered me because well, it's like I still think like, they knew where he was you uh, know? yeah yeah well it's just there was like this wake of dead bodies like you, to search for your revenge to get this guy back he has killed so many more people he killed the two guys in the car you know he's killed somebody else he almost killed and raped that woman i'm sure he killed that doctor he killed the pharmacist to get yeah. all the drugs to flush that well, tracker he, out of his system right but or he stabbed killed, him in the neck he killed the pharmacist in order to prove a point to the the cop that like hey it's i'm 
don't care anymore. Like this right. is just this is how it's going to be until you f- until everything in your world is crumbled to shit. Right. So then he proceeds to go and kill the father of the woman he killed. The his you know that guy's future father in law kills the stabs and kills him. I'm assuming he kills the sister. I don't think they really showed that. But I, she she came home at the time, but I don't know if he got her. He yeah, it shows her wrapped up in the in the blanket. She's dead. At, oh, she's that's dead. right. Okay, yeah, so, so then he kills the, basically the rest of the family. And at, at this point now, this guy, the cop, has nothing more to lose. Nothing. Nothing. It's, it is super. It super bummed me out. It's depressing. Yeah, it's very depressing. Um, but. Yeah, so that's the that's pretty much the breakdown of the movie. Well, uh, I mean, he. I don't so want he, to talk he, about the end. Uh, no, I mean, he, uh, well, that's the whole point. Of, I mean, we talk about the end of all these movies. I know, but okay. So people, I mean, if I mean, you guys he, don't want to know about the end, of it, you know, you know, turn it off now. Go watch this movie. I mean, we've told you a lot, but honestly, yeah. so I could have described alert. everything in this movie. You have to see it to really fully get the feeling. So right now, spoiler alert for the end of this movie. There we go. Okay. Yeah. If you don't want to hear the end of the movie, shut it off. Come back later. But. We're, we're going to spoil the fucking movie. Okay. So basically, Kim gets the bad guy in probably the most James Bondian version ever. So Jang sits there in the middle of an intersection holding up a knife. I'm, I'm ready to surrender. The cops are about to move in on him. I've, I've already fucked up everything. Come get me. Right. And so Jang is like, okay, I'm going to go get this guy. <laughs> Does one of the coolest things I've ever seen. He goes in reverse really fast in his vehicle with the door open, knocks the door completely off. Tommy Boy. goes goes <laughs> goes full speed at the bad guy. Does this awesome you know Tokyo Drift move where he slides to the side and pulls Jang into his vehicle, going I don't know fifty miles an hour, like, side swipe, from the police. and and steals him from the police. Yeah. What did you do? And and takes <laughs> off. So, <laughs> so he Kim is you know got his bad guy. This is the time where now I've got to end this. I'm done. I'm going to make this guy suffer. So the next scene or so, he's got him tied up. And I believe he's got him tied up in the place where he's killed all the other women. So now he's back and it's full circle. It's backward. This is where you've committed all these things. This is where you die. So he's got him tied up to almost like a guillotine. He's got stuff stuck into his mouth tied to a door and is basically saying. It's a rope. Yeah. It's It's a rope holding the guillotine up. Right. In his own teeth. Yeah. So he has to hold his own guillotine up and if he lets the guillotine go or lets the rope go right he's he's beheaded so i mean at first he's not begging for his life he's basically saying hey just go and kill me I, you know i've won like, well, you're, calls, there's no winning here there's nothing but he calls his family too so his family is at the door right so they can see him so now yeah kim called the the grandparents uh his parents um and his son to come here to this location and they're like they don't know what's going on they're like hey let's go Let's go see what's going on. And the cop leaves. The grandparents are at the door knocking. And at this point now, the bad guy is like, I don't want you guys in here. Oh, my God. They called my son. He called my son. So basically, Kim said, at the most suffering you're going to have is when you're going to die. And it, you, you realize it's not physical suffering. It's not. It's emotional. It's, it's just he, he put you in such a bad position. Now your kid is going to see you die. Your parents are going to see you die, and you are going to pay for this shit. And it, it, it lingers for a bit. Um, at some point, the parents are about to walk in. He is basically saying, get the fuck away. He's got this rope in his mouth, and it's slipping. And yeah. I, honestly, throughout this entire <laughs> scene, this movie lulls you into a sense where you're going to see maybe his teeth get pulled out. Like I honestly thought at some point, 
something was going to happen. Like the parents open the door and he's holding on so tight that it's going to rip teeth out. I don't know. Maybe I just expected that because of what they've done so far. They don't do it, thankfully, because that would have just fucking hurt me. Um, <laughs> he lets go. The guillotine comes down, chops this dude's head off. And you would think it's one of those cutaway chop off. Yep. Nope. They show it in such a gruesome way. I I almost stood up and applauded in my living room. And this is like, this is a midnight, one o'clock in the morning. And I'm just like, yes, and this the, is how prosthet- this guy deserves to The prosthetics to die. don't look fake. No. You know, have you seen some horror movies where, you know, they cut a head off and it Mullet doesn't look it. anything like the person that they, the, the head that they cut off? I honestly thought that when you saw her head at the beginning of the movie, when they found it in the water and it turns over underwater, it looks so incredibly realistic. Yeah. I. I I like the cop was like okay that's that's gruesome like that's gross so I mean it, they show it it's brutal it's gross it's perfect and then the parents walk in are screaming the kid walks in sees it and that's it you kill the bad guy uh, and then the last scene is that you see um, Kim walking down the street happy you know he's not happy he's not showing emotion he's he's, well he doesn't right away he's walking down the street and he's like I've done it I I, I got my revenge. And then I think the weight of what it cost him hits him, and the last minute or two of the movie is just him breaking down emotionally, just crying and emotionally. Just it, it fucked him up. Like, how do you come back from that? Like, there's no moving on with your life now. He is now fucked up for life. Yeah. And he got his revenge, but it cost him too much. It, it cost him everything. And it's oh my god, it was such an emotional. Just that two minutes was so emotional to wrap that all up, and I'm like. Ugh. I don't. I don't know what you do. Like how you survive that from now on. Um. So what's your score? For me personally, I I I, I give it a four. Like that was a fantastic movie. I have seen like it, like you and I both really love Korean movies and some of these stuff. I mean, for me, the emotional impact of Old Boy gets me at a four or five. You know, probably a five. This is a four. I. As brutal and as gruesome as it is, I think I would watch it again. I would absolutely. I'd see it in theaters. I'd watch it again. Feel that impact, especially knowing what's coming up. I I may you know look at it a little differently, but for me, that's a four. And I didn't think that was going to be what I saw. I was very taken aback by a lot of those scenes, and I, as gruesome as it was, I still felt very satisfied as a story. It was really good. So for me, it's a four. What about you, Scott? It is I I enjoyed the movie. I like horror movies. The story was good. I'm not going to say that I didn't understand or see the ending coming cuz you you knew it was going to come to an end at some point. And I don't know if the ending was as it didn't blow me away as much as I anticipated that I thought maybe it would. When he when he catches up to him early in the movie, you think, "Okay, well how's this movie going to go?" And I think that in about at about the three quarter range, it dragged a little bit for me. Yeah. Um, with that being said, I give it a four. If it wasn't for the slowdown a little bit, it'd probably be about a four and a half for me on on horror movie scale. Yeah. See, for me, like when I uh, after I watched it, I'm sitting there going, "Okay, I can probably understand maybe what Aaron would give it." We're on the same page. You were the one that I was yeah most, I was most... concerned about, honestly, because it is a foreign movie. It may not be your wheelhouse. You know, the subtitles honestly weren't that bad. And as a horror movie fan, just like I am, I was like, well, this is brutal to be brutal. I don't know if it's a scary movie, but I would really love to understand what someone who maybe is not into Korean movies, Korean horror, Korean thrillers, things like that, 
what you would think. So honestly, a four for you is very surprising. Yeah, and, and, and in a good too. way. Like it's, I, it's I'm not, excited I mean, about that. It, as your normal movie going person is going to be very uncomfortable watching this movie. It's I was it's very <laughs> it's very graphic. It's very gory. It is it's it's violent and it, it's in in some in aspects of the movie it's very rapey and that makes people uncomfortable and like i said they don't they don't shy away from it they keep on the scenes and they make you feel very uncomfortable i don't know if that's i you know i don't know much about korean movies because i mean i saw parasite right is that's probably the first you know the the movie that kind more of introduced me yeah. more mainstream movie to kind of this whole genre this movie is it's going to be very uncomfortable. Now, if you are a movie person and you haven't seen it, I recommend it. I it's, think for me, the violence almost is its own character. Like that, the reason why that is there is to make you literally yeah. have that line in the sand of who well, the fucked up bad guy and is. And I thought of the, the title when you see, so you see the cover and it says, I saw the devil. You got the main character and then you got a knife with the reflection of the bad guy in the mm-hmm. knife. I did question who saw the devil. Right. Was it was it the bad guy seeing Kim's character and saying, "Oh my God, this is the devil. It's come around now to, right. to, th- to get me." I think it's both. I think that's the point. Is it's both? Like you're watching this and you're like, "There is this dude who's doing all these horrible things as a good guy, really the good guy, right?" Or and is this dude who's a bad guy really? I mean, yes, he is a bad guy, that's but that's why is we call he, him Batman. Right. right. <laughs> but is he is he any worse than the guy who's killing these women? I mean, the answer is clearly yes. He is worse because these people are innocent. But it goes back to the whole theme of, well, how how do you want to, you know, like, what do you need to give up to get your revenge? Even well, at some point, there's a phone call made, and it's like, you've done enough. Like, that's enough. Like, yeah. let's just Like, the let family's it, telling him, like, look, you've already, We've did, moved you've already on. did it. It's time for you to move on. So, yeah. Um, uh, I... I don't think you guys are ready for my score, so let's see. We'll find it's a one. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um, <laughs> All right, I, guys, we'll see you later. No, um, I fucking love this movie. I loved everything about it. I I remember I was in this room last night shouting "What the fuck!" like <laughs> over and over again, just looking around the room like I want to I want to speak to someone. Um, uh, that's why I texted you. I need right. to text some someone. I text Scott, but he's old, so of course he's sleep at nine o'clock. Um, it was like ten thirty. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> I, I, uh, I've mentioned it throughout this entire show, the camera, the music, the acting, everything. It was all visceral. So this will be my first five. This was an absolute five for me. I absolutely plan on watching it again. I want to see it in theaters. I want to see it with people who have seen it. Uh, I'd love to discuss it with more people. I, I just, I couldn't stop talking about it. Uh, even to Kim, who you kind of told her about it, so I was telling her about it. Um, I love this movie. It's a perfect film for me. It it to make me feel that uncomfortable while I'm sitting in a chair in my own house and not turning it. You know, like I gotta watch this. Like I want to know what happens next. There was no like, well, you you know, I don't care. Like blah blah blah. It was. I want to know what's about. I need to see what's happening next. And I like I s- said earlier, the two hour and twenty four minute runtime meant absolutely nothing to me because at the end of it i just wanted to see more about like not more like not more in the sense that i wanted this dude to keep doing it i wish it would have gone longer and maybe explored some uh some like more of the legion of doom (laughs) sure all the the serial killer (laughs) fan club (laughs) yeah or even uh just more of the behind you know 
past of the killer, or even if he's just searching for him more. I could have I could have done another hour of that. I, I I think for me, I would have traded off the scene where you're seeing the cannibal family and all that weird <laughs> stuff. I think family. honestly, you could have cut that part out and maybe done another. You know, he's chasing him scene, right? And it would have felt a little more better for me. I think that was the only scene well, for me that felt really weird like I, in the context because then it makes it seem like south korea together. is like the worst possible place full of because he's already come across a cab full of killers he's already in a house full of cannibals and killers and this guy is on you know part of apparently four that could have possibly done the killing so it makes it feel like this place is the worst possible place to live I, and be around <laughs> so I, that scene for me just felt out of place it's still great it just felt out of place, and I oh. think maybe it was only there to set up later on where now he can't track him, and the, the the cop goes to the hospital where you know cannibal guy is, and the cannibal guy's like, you don't understand who you were fucking with, right? And, and that's where it's like, oh man, who is this guy? And that's maybe where you're talking about where you would probably wanted a little bit more backstory on right. James' I like, character. I like that he knew that cannibal guy. Like I enjoyed the fact that right. he was like, this is you know this is the guy, and this is who you know. I know him, and they know each other from their past, and he's a certain type of serial killer, and Jang's another. Like I would, I liked that dynamic, so I didn't think anything needed to be cut. But I understand what you're saying. It just felt very like superhero-y. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. you've got your good guys, and you got your league of bad guys, and it just, in the sense of the story that they were telling, it just honestly is what's keeping me from a five. Like it just felt like that was the only out of place out of all the weird, literally shit that we saw in this movie. The only thing that felt slightly out of place well, that's to fine. not you, make it perfect. You take that. That's why you take that weird. scene out, and it brings it probably under the two-hour mark, and, and still it probably the same makes movie. it a better movie and probably closer to a perfect movie. Right. That's fine. But okay. still great. Like I, I joke Agreed and say, to disagree. I, well, it's like I joke and tell people stay away from it. It's fucking brutal. Watch the movie. It's yeah, really good. Please. That was I saw the devil. The next film will be picked by producer and my brother-in-law, who's doesn't make any sense scott caddyshack that's what i'm picking i've seen no that. i'm fucking joking <laughs> i was gonna say i actually oh, no. i actually don't think i've ever seen caddyshack are you honestly. serious i i there's a blind, i have blind spots like i do i mean there's a lot of those movies where like people have always talked about it like i've never seen fletch weird thing is i've seen fletch two, fletch lives or whatever the second one but yeah i mean i don't think i've ever actually seen caddyshack at least to completion like i've caught bits and pieces but i've never actually i think sat down for not much to jordan has done to completion well i'm i'm going way further back now <laughs> so i'm going to 1968 yay it is directed by sergio leone i love him i'm so excited starring henry fonda charles bronson and claudia cardinal is once upon a time in the west a film by Sergio Leone who gave a new face to the West with a fistful of dollars for a few dollars more and the good, the bad, and the ugly. Starring Claudia Cardinale, Henry Fonda, Charles Bronson, and Jason Robards. A manhunt. A vendetta. In a new land, in a new kind of Western.
I'm excited about that because if you ever sat in my little closet, I have a film poster of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Quentin Tarantino loves the Once Upon a Time films, Once Upon a Time in China, Once Upon a Time in the West. A lot of the stuff he has done reflects these films. Very spaghetti western. Yes. And as I have to say every week into a microphone, I love Quentin Tarantino more than anybody on this planet, probably more than my own child. Not not really, but uh, Scott can attest that we literally drove seven hours just to go see two movies at midnight as theater. But I know this has... the longest night of my life. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yes, I'm very, very excited about this film. I own it, and I've never seen it, but I don't own the disc. And I think... On the digital this is, version. Is this the first one that all three of us? Well, no, we just the one we just. I saw the devil. We have not seen. None of us saw was, Rumblefish. Yeah, yeah he was the only one that sure, seen Dark yeah. City. It just it seems like the movies that we picked is like you somebody saw, had seen. There's always been some kind of connection, I think, yeah. with all these. But yeah, I think this is be the second in a row that we have. But I'm a sucker for point, a good western. I think, I think it'll I think honestly it will lighten the mood a little bit. We went from, you know, heart eight a little bit of drama. We went this where it's it feels very heavy. I think the levity is gonna be nice to see and a good western and see Charles Bronson in Death Wish Five. I wish I was dead. <laughs> I wish it was dead. Can you but, guess the running time of this movie? Oh, hold on. It's a sixties movie. Nineteen sixty eight. Okay, so Ten Commandments three hours long. I'm gonna go three hours and forty minutes. I'm gonna go with a a, a, a tight ninety minutes. Two hours and forty five minutes. Oh, see, You're, okay, so I'm gonna deduct you a point right <laughs> off the bat for that, and not because I didn't even look at that honestly when I made my pick because I made this pick knowing that it is it's revered as kind of one of the base westerns it is it's kind of the the standard so let me tell you something i don't i don't deduct points for long long run times i don't i i was telling this to jordan because he kind of apologized for how long i saw the devil was off mic um i i don't care if the movie's good let it be three hours long right two hours and four three hours always feels like it's too much movie like they just like i'm not gonna cut anything out but sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't i just don't see a film that made in the 60s needing to utilize that well, much time. <laughs> I keep bringing up Ten Commandments. It's a fucking long movie. It works. Well, I did. So I don't I, know if this will work. Because he's right. I did apologize off mic because I, I picked I Saw the Devil thinking, okay, I didn't want to pick a long movie because to pull the curtain back originally because I had never seen it and I love the actors in this, I was going to pick Bridge on the River Kwai. And you know what? To be honest with you, I might do it again if we haven't seen it. Yes, But right. I looked at the runtime at it, and it is like with Scott's movies. It's running at like 250, almost three hours long, and I'm like, I can't do this well, to you And guys. I put this, yeah, I put this on the list because I wanted, I've kind of, I mean, I've heard about this movie right. numerous times, and I've wanted to see it. I just pulled it up on IMDb. And I'm kind of reading off of it, and I saw the two-hour, 45-minute runtime, and I was like, oh, Jesus. Well, it's funny because I say, okay, I don't want to pick that long of a movie, and then I make my movie pick, and then after the fact, I'm like, oh, two hours and 20 minutes. I actually had to say, look, I apologize. It's so long. I didn't realize that when I said it, I'm still into it, but... So a lot, a lot of people could, love this movie. It could so be it hard sucks. for a lot of people to really get into something that long. There, there is those breaks that people need to take. But if it sucks, I I'm apologize in advance. Oh no, no, I don't no, apologize. Don't apologize. I'm all for it. See, I don't want to, and that's the thing. And we're kind of doing show business on the mic. I don't care. I don't care if the movie's long. I don't want to box ourselves into a corner where right. we're like, oh, it's too long, so we're not going to pick it. I don't. 
care. The most, the only people I care about are concerned about that is with the people that actually listen. If they want to follow along, some people don't have two hours and 45 minutes to pull back the curtain all the way is I have a job where I work 12 hour days sometimes and it's every day. So I'm watching the movie when I get off. <laughs> I this is why we're watching. I saw the devil on a Friday night, right, at, on midnight a Friday night at midnight. And I'm yep. like, Oh, I hope I can, you know, stay awake through this film. And it's, it's mostly like, I want to do this. This is something I want to do. So I make time for it. But um, I don't ca- I don't want to be boxed into a corner with runtime. Runtime is fine. It, it Sometimes these movies need to be this long. And I'm tired of these. There's people out there that are like, oh, yeah, well, uh, not, 90 minutes is surely sufficient. Mm. But it's 40s fun. movies, 40s through the 80s, those movies were super freaking long. They were long because there was not much editing and stuff like that. They wanted to keep their movie intact. Uh, directors had a lot more say back then than they do now. The stu- when this without the studio involved, so they got to they got to put out their cut. That's why you don't see a bunch of cuts from back in the day or missing scenes. Yeah, or miss you, you and know, missing stuff because that's the version of the film they wanted you to see. So I'm okay with that. That's totally fine. I'm honestly excited to see Charles Bronson in something other than like a Death Wish movie. Right. Like to be honest with you, like I'm well, kind of excited for According that. to IMDb, he's a mysterious stranger with a harmonica. I'm Ooh. so into it. <laughs> At I'm this right. point I'm going to watch Paint Your Wagon. How the West was won yeah, exactly. with a harmonica. Oh, that's All right. exciting. So that means next week we will have I oh, I saw the devil. Once upon a <laughs> time in the West, as Scott's pick, and then the following week we will have the snack show. And um, we have an announcement. I think we'll make next week about the snack show day. Um, I think we're gonna give you guys two episodes that day. We're still figuring out logistics, but yeah, I think we're gonna start our horror movie stuff on that day because I don't want to waste a weekend in October. But we'll give you all the details next week. So I want to get into Blu-ray releases. We don't have much this week. Um, We got the movie Legend with Tom Cruise. Something really special that I've been promising to show you. Always go now. Because I'll be here for a short while. Don't you trust me? They roam the earth. Evil can never harm the pure of heart. Uh, I've never seen it, and, uh, but this- I am buying the arrow. This is on on one of my picks for movies. Is it? Yes. I've seen it. If you guys haven't seen it, I'll watch it. The the bummer thing about this release, just real quick, is that it is a Blu-ray up-resed version. Tons of special features. Arrow released. Arrow's really yeah, good about I these kinds of things. I wish they would have done a 4K. They couldn't get the rights. I've I've listened to four that podcasts so about it. They couldn't get the 4K rights. They could only... It, the transfer is still better, but they couldn't do a 4K release, and I thought that was also right. And a lot weird. of these Arrow releases or even Shout Factory, they'll take a, a 4K cut and and cut it down, so it's it's like a 2K. I mean, it's all technical, but it'll look really good. I just it really bums me out that the 4K wasn't available. But then, moving on with Arrow, the next film is going to uh, that they were releasing that's coming out on uh, the 28th is the Children of the Corn box set there so there's two 
There's the children of the corn. Every child is afraid of the dark, the unknown, the nightmare. In Gatlin, Nebraska, that nightmare is in the corn. <laughs> Stephen King's Children of the Corn. 4K release, and then there's a Children of the Corn 1, 2, and 3 4K release. I'm sorry, Blu-ray release. Because they could once again, they couldn't get rights to all the movies, so they just put it in a box set, but the box set looks beautiful. Honestly, um, I don't know why you need to have a 4K set of anything past the first one. <laughs> I heard. I, I think that 2 and 3 are really good. They're uh, cult hits. So um, I, I personally enjoy them. <laughs> yeah, it's a cult hit about cult. <laughs> and then I know one of Scott's absolute most favorite films in the whole world is coming out on 4K and Skyscraper? Blu-ray. No, oh it God. is the political thriller, <gasps> The Forever Purge. The annual purge will conclude in three, two, one. Thank you for your participation. All those movies are the same to me. Uh, I, I saw it. I know you did. It did you? Oh, it okay. sucked. <laughs> yeah, they, they all look bad. But uh, I'm, I will own it to add to the, because I own all the other purges, but it has turned into something that I would, hoping it wouldn't turn into maybe want to purge <laughs> right but so so like i said just uh there's nothing else really i did however and this is just mainly for me because i'm so happy about this i just got my email about the oh halloween shipping for yeah, halloween 4k set I know, i'm excited so the first uh was it four halloween movies have been uh done five. in four oh the first five oh, yeah. and they found excited. all the the missing footage from halloween five uh, yeah, they so they added more footage. They you've got all the different cuts of part two and part three and all this stuff. So yeah, the four Ks are coming. Are you ready They're for coming. this? I've only seen Halloween one and the remakes and the Rob Zombie version. I've never watched Season of the Witch. I've never watched Return of Michael Myers. I have never seen. You've never any. seen Paul I've Rudd seen... in Halloween uh, six, no. which originally was marketed as H. Uh, Halloween six six six, and then they stopped. <laughs> so you can find old posters with six 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 on there, but oh, it's got cool. a. Young looking, just kidding. He looks the same. Paul Rudd as the 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 big twist in that one, and I'm gonna ruin it because this is what 30 years old at this point. He is the grown up version of the young kid Jamie Lee Curtis was babysitting in the first oh, movie. Cool. So that's why he's so obsessed with Michael. You ruined Myers. it for me because just I... fuck you and watch the movie. It's great. <laughs> um, so it's uh, yeah no. So I'm, I've, I'm a big Halloween mark. I'm very excited for this. Movie. I've seen Halloween. I've seen Halloween H2O. Halloween Resurrection. 2018 version of Halloween. Tyra Banks. Ugh, Halloween, the Rob Zombie one, one and two. But I've never watched any of the old ones. Yeah, it, season of the Witch is it's okay. No, everyone it's, says it sucks. I know I'm gonna love no, it. No, no, it's 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 if you can take your mind out of the. It's the first Friday the Thirteenth mythos of all the crazy stuff that happened after the fact. It, it's it holds up. It's still fun. And uh, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because they just released the last trailer, so the new. Halloween, Halloween Kills is coming out in about two weeks, and I could not be more excited. Yeah, and we're going to see that so, as a show, and so we will happy. review it on the show. If you don't want us to hear the spoilers, I don't. I know that most of the time that we do these shows, we do an actual like rundown, breakdown, like every scene. I don't want to do that. I just kind of want to talk about it. I don't want to spoil it too much for people who haven't seen it because a lot of people are still afraid to go to the movies. Five I get it. Five. That's my <laughs> review already. I get Just it. I know trailer. it's going to be on Paramount Plus. Whatever. I I personally would like to experience it in theaters, but we will definitely give you guys a rundown. And hopefully, since October's coming, 
um, I will watch all the rest of the Halloween movies. Anyways, so once just a little a true recap. Uh, true recap. A recap. Yeah, all over that AT and T lady. Um, <laughs> That's how you get the tracking device out. Of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> please watch. I saw the devil. I really think you'd enjoy it. And next week's film is Once Upon a Time in the West. Um, we hope to see you guys back. And I just want to thank you guys always, as always. I didn't go through it at the beginning of the show. You can follow along at watch it later pod on Instagram and, um, Twitter, watch it later pod. And you can always find our, our, our show at watch it later pod.com. Um, hit me up on Facebook. It's Aaron Williams, Jordan. I don't even know how to say your last name. And then Scott Leamy. <laughs> I think it's Corbus here, but it's I don't want to say, I don't want to say it wrong. <laughs> if you have any suggestions, whatever, I don't care. We'll listen. We will, we'll adjust to you. Um, all right guys. So, uh, I'm Aaron. I'm Jordan. And Scott. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much. Uh-huh.